0: Recorded live. I love
1: you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you care for me. It's such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise.
2: One more time. Praise him.
1: Praise him. I love I love you, I love you Lord today, because you care for me, it's such a special way, that's why I praise you, I lift you up, and i magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise.
0: Praise your name, Jesus. My
1: Thank you
3: Bless your people all over the world. Keep us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. Help us do better at school or at work. We ask you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our strength and our redeemer, our Lord and our savior, our guide and protector. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. God bless you,
2: children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our strength, our Redeemer, our Helper. A very present help in a time of trouble, we do thank God for this another day, another opportunity to hear from his storehouse of wisdom. We do greet each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well, wherever this broadcast is finding you. Zambia, uh, God bless you. There, I see one of the places listed there. The saints are watching from Zambia. Um, we want to look at something uh, the Lord just recently placed in my spirit. What I, I like to try to do, um, you know, oftentimes God will will give me a message right out of everyday life, or right out of. Um, just something that I'm experiencing right in life. Um, and I was sharing with one of the saints earlier that, you know, I, God hadn't given me anything as of yet, but He never fails to provide a word for His people. You know, if God is sending us to preach, He's got to give us something to preach. If God is sending us to teach, He's got to give us something to teach. You know, if we don't get a word from God, then we won't have anything substantial or worthwhile to say. It's not a situation where you just come up with what you want to say or what you think. We've got to wait, I say, on the Lord, and we've got to hear from the Lord as to what to preach, what to teach, what to share with his people. But shortly before we started the broadcast, the Lord began dealing with me to share with you all in regards to the mind. What? The mind. mind. Um, You know, uh, oftentimes we, we talk about the mind, but God has some deeper understanding for us concerning this thing called the mind. Bible says in the
0: book of Romans, we're going to take a look at Romans chapter 12 with a special focus on verse 2. Scripture says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed By the renewing of your mind, then you will be able
2: to discern or in some translations test what the good, pleasing and perfect will of God is. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to discern or test what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. We want to look at what? The mind. The mind. mind. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we appreciate you. We thank you today for allowing us another opportunity to come together and hear your blessed word. Pray, Father, that you will speak to us. We are pausing reverently to take this opportunity to hear from you. Speak, Father, for your children are listening. Give us words that will increase us in you. It will cause us to go higher and stronger and deeper in your blessed will. Forgive us again, Father, of our sins and our iniquities as we are not made perfect yet. We trust, Father, you're going to
0: speak to us today, your little children. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Speak, Lord.
2: Use these earthly vessels for your glory. For your will to be expressed and manifest to your people in the four corners of the earth. We trust that you are going to do these things for us, Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Let God's people say amen.
0: The mind. One thing the Lord immediately is dealing with me on is
2: how when we are instructed
0: to love the Lord, the mind is
2: included. the Bible says, Love the Lord with all your heart, so we you know what's in my spirit is that might be our next four messages. Because you love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Understand, my brother and my sister, and God is speaking in my spirit very loudly now. He says, Robert, your mind is meant to love me, my God, my God. Say what now? Your mind. mind. And God says many individuals are using their minds for all sorts of things. But the truth of the matter is that your mind is meant
0: to love the Lord. Use your mind, my brother and my sister. This is an encouragement
2: to us as the body of Christ. Let us use our mind, our thinking capacity, our thinking ability. You know, the scripture talks about the blessed man in the book of Psalms, I believe it is, how he meditates day and night. As long as we keep our minds on the Lord, we are operating in a place of blessing. It's when our minds come out or come away from the Lord that we start moving into curses. Now, God says, Robert, deal with this for my people. And this is this. The Lord is just dealing with me on this. You know, I, I enjoy coming together like this for worship uh, every day, just like many of you, because as many of you are waiting to hear what the Lord has to say, I am too. And, you know, God is saying some great things to me that I have never heard before. Or didn't know, you know, and this is why we study again, study to show yourself approved unto God. Now watch this now. The Lord just did with me on this, and then he's going to bring me back to that. If God is instructing us to study. Then he must have something good for us. In study. You know, God is telling us to do it, study to show yourself approved unto God. So, what God does is He's telling us to do something in order that we might receive something. Always keep in mind, God instructs us to do something in order that we might, come on, somebody, receive something. Now, if you don't want much from the Lord, mm, don't do much of what He says. But the more. That you and I do, that the Lord instructs, the more blessings you and I, come on, somebody, shall receive. Now, the Lord says, See, deal with this a little bit, Robert, deal with this. The first problem in the Garden of Eden was not Adam or the woman eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, we know that Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and their eyes came open sin entered into humanity. We, we understand these things. But the problem, the first problem in the Garden of Eden was really behind the scenes in Scripture. We know that Adam ate and their eyes came open. We, we understand it. But that wasn't the first problem. The first problem in the Garden of Eden was Adam's desire to eat. In other words, in his mind. mm -hmm, uh In his mind he was thinking about eating that that fruit. You say apostle, what why is that important? important to me. You need to understand, my brother and my sister, our problem is not the sins that we commit. Our problem is when we be thinking or desiring to do that thing, whatever it is. The first problem, every sin that we commit as human beings, and we commit sins. Come on now, let's talk, children of God. Let's not be hypocrites and let's not be liars. We sin every day. Well, why do we sin every day? God says because you think wrong every day. There is something before the sin can be committed, there has to be the thought. The sin is just a manifestation of it. What it is, God said, I'll be seeing the thought, the thought of that thing. So before we commit to sin, we commit the thought. God said, this is why I'm telling you to love me, what? With all your mind. I want to, I've encouraged you all a number of times, and I want to encourage you again. Watch your thoughts. Because that's where the adversary is oftentimes slips in to us. And our thoughts. Our thoughts are communications from the spiritual world. Don't think that your thoughts are something that you coming up with. Listen, if you think thinking that then that then, then you 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 deceived. The thoughts that you and I are thinking all they are are communications from the spiritual world. Holy Spirit talking to us as children of God, or demonic spirits are talking to us. How many times have you ever had to sit down and rebuke some evil thought that was coming up in your mind? You had to say, "No, I ain't gonna do that." I what 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 what's happening? The devil's talking to us. He's talking to us in our minds, just like God talks to us in our minds. I remember I was in uh Tanzania uh a few months ago as we were in Tanzania and Kenya and uh well, Uganda and then finished up in with the saints in Ghana. But I was in Tanzania with one of our bishops there and uh one of the brothers that attends our Bishop's church in Tanzania, after I finished ministering, uh, he was going to take me back to my hotel. He brought the car around so I could, I could get, get in and he was going to drive me back. Cause the hotel was a pretty good distance away from the church. And while I was, I had gotten in the car and he had gotten in as well. And we were waiting for some of the other saints that were to go with us back to the hotel. Cause all of the ministers were saying staying at this hotel. He said to me, he said, apostle, he said, let me ask you something. I said, what's that man of God? He said, that man that shot all those people, in Las Vegas, you remember we had that mass shooting, the gentleman, the the individual, I just call him, took his gun and shot down into a crowd of people, killing a number of people, and then I think he killed himself. But he said to me, he said, Apostle, what make him do that? Why and why would he do that? What what will make him do that? And I said, Man of God, I said, I always understand. I said, everything we do as human beings, we are doing it because either the Lord told us to do it, and we listen to him, or because at the end of the day the devil told us to do it, and we are listening to him. I said Individuals that do these kinds of terrible things, all it is is where the devil got into his mind and began to make suggestions to him. Devil got started whispering in his mind, you ought to take your gun and you ought to shoot right down into that crowd of people. Kill just as many people as you possibly can and then kill yourself. And he didn't rebuke that thought. You see, understand something, child of God. The scripture tells us to cast down. Come on, somebody, talk to me. Imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into subjection every thought to the obedience of Christ. He didn't bring that evil thought under subjection. I encourage you, my brother and my sister, bring evil thoughts under subjection. We all have them. Come on now. Come on, children of Godless. You know, ain't nothing worse than phony Christianity. Fake Christianity, be real. You know, we sin, we make mistakes, we err. We deal with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. You say, Apostle, how you know? Because the word tells us. Scripture says if any man claims he has no sin, he deceives himself. So those of you that think you have no sin, you're just deceiving yourself. And the truth, the Bible says, is not in him. So we all have two things in common as children of God. We have the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Yeah, and we also one of the things is making it even play and we also have sin. One of the things said good and evil. Every one of us as children of God, we have those two things in common good and evil. God's desire for us is that we would do more what? Good. Our challenge as children of God is to strive to do more good. None of us are perfect. None of us have arrived. None of us have Paul even said, I have not obtained it all yet. I haven't already been made perfect. But this one thing I do, Paul said, now this is what I do. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. In other words, Paul said, Christ took hold of me to perfect me. Christ took hold of you. If you ever wonder why Christ saved you, why Christ saved me, he saved me and you to perfect you and me. And Paul says, I'm going what Christ grabbed hold of me for, I'm going to grab hold of him for. What Christ is trying to do with me, I'm going to try to let it be done to me. My encouragement to you, child of God, is that, Christ's desire in your life will also be, come on, somebody, your desire in your life. So I said, man of God, I said, you know, he he just, that evil thought got into his mind. And he, he didn't rebuke. Him. And I told him, I said, man of God, I always remember this. I said, if you never see me again, I said, remember this. And he, you know, I, I like this brother. He was, uh, he's very wealthy. Brother, and um, you know he had a, a you know, co- according to his wife and different things, he he had come from a long way in his Christianity. He he had been a kind of a rough guy, and I could I could discern that, and you know I, I I we just immediately connected. He he's a kind of character, you know, he didn't like a lot of nonsense, even even in the church. You know, he's a real straightforward type of guy. And we just immediately, immediately connected. But he, he, when he, that was something that was on his mind. And he was wondering about, he said, let me, let me ask you about it. Apostle, I said, man, man of God, go ahead. But always remember, my brother and my sister, there are only two choices for us in life. Do what uh, God wants us to do. Or do what the adversary wants us to do. We have these two great forces, these two great opposing forces that are vying for our attention, vying for our obedience, vying for our hearts, our minds, our souls our strength. Scripture says, love the Lord thy God. God said, Robert, I tell you to love, the lo- love me with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Why? Because the adversary, come on somebody, wants you to love him with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. May that not be your portion in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. So, As we go to the book of Romans and we look at what the Apostle Paul said to us in verse one, the Apostle says, therefore, I urge you. Now, when you urge somebody, you are strongly trying to get them what? To do something. You know, sometimes we request different things out of one another. But, you know, other times we urge individuals, and my spirit is going to, just as an example, uh, earlier today as I was coming up the stairs from the church, my brace shoe came off. Now, I normally use this shoe for walking on certain, certain surfaces, but it came off while I was coming up the stairs. And, you know, it was still strapped to my foot, but it had come off. And I needed help immediately. As I was calling one of the saints, I was calling them in a pretty um voice at first, but they, as they were not moving as quickly as I needed them to move, I began to urge them. You say, Apostle, what is God saying to us here, well, our transformation as children of God, because that's what these three scriptures are dealing with primarily, there's a transformation that God wants in you and in me, and we're being urged to do so. Wherever you at in your walk with God, wherever I am with my walk with God, God is urging for you and me to come a little higher, to do a little better. God is urging. He's strongly calling for us to come up out of the state that we are in. The apostle said, I urge you, brothers, on account of God's mercy. In other words, now, We are even in this position of being transformed because of God's mercy. It is God's mercy that is allowing you and me to be transformed, to be changed, to become something very different than what we are. Why are we able to be transformed? Why are we able to be changed? Why is God able to do uh, exceedingly more abundantly than all that we ask or even imagine, according to his surpassingly great power that's at work within us? Because of his mercy. Understand God's salvation of your soul, salvation of my soul, is all about God's mercy. If it had not been for the mercy, of God. We would be on our way to hell or we would already be in hell. Salvation, Jesus' death on the cross was all about God's what? Mercy. I pray for you today, child of God, that you receive God's what? Mercy in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today. We praise you today. We exalt you. We magnify you for your mercy. God said if I wanted to, I could send all of you all to hell. God said if I if I if I wanted to, God could send all of us to hell. God said, Robert, forever. I could do it. But my mercy. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, in my spirit, I'm just like thank you, Lord. Because of my mercy. Because of God's mercy, is what he's saying in my spirit now. He said, Robert, it's because of my mercy. So I'm urging you because of my mercy. I'm urging you, I'm I'm strongly requesting, strongly insisting. God says, It's because of my mercy. Well, what is God strongly? Advising you and I had to do, he said, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. God said, let me use your body. God said, let me ha- let me have it. You know, sometimes people come to you, they ask you to borrow your car. Sometimes people ask to come to you, they ask you to borrow some sugar. Maybe a neighbor comes to you and ask you to borrow your lawnmower, you know. Well, what God is asking for out of you and out of me is he's asking for our bodies. Only to get, get that down, just, just, just to keep that in. God is asking for our bodies. God wants your body, my body. Well, for what? What, what? I mean, you know, if somebody coming and ask you for your card, a lot of times we want to know, what well, for what? What are you doing, man? Or somebody come and ask you, for what, you, what, what, what? What you want to borrow for? What do God want these bodies for? Well, God says, first of all, Robert, tell my people, for me, that they are mine in the first place. You need to understand something, child of God. Our bodies belong to the Lord. Bible says in Psalms 24 that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and what those who dwell or who live in it, our bodies are God's anyway. So when we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, all we're doing is giving to God. Come on, somebody was already here. My prayer for you, my brother and my sister, is that you will give to God what is already his. We belong to God completely. In heart, soul, strength, and mind. Any blessing in your life, it has come from God. Any blessing in my life, it has come from God. We are the Lord's. Paul said it like this whether we live or whether we die. Come on, children of God. We are the Lord's. Now, we don't know this until we study, until we find out. You know, I didn't know it for for years in my life, running around, just being crazy. But as we dig deeper into the word of God, God begins to reveal his truth to us. If you ever wonder, what, what is God doing to us? as children of God. And what the Lord is is placing in my spirit now, and this is how the Lord communicates with me, he's showing me a blood transfusion. Okay? You think about people that have to receive a what? Blood transfusion. Well, what happens, you're basically taking blood from an outside source. Come on, children of God, you understand it. And they are placing it in somebody. They're putting it in. All right, so what God is doing to us as his children with his word, when we study, he's he's basically giving us a transfusion. Is anybody hearing, is anybody understanding what the spirit of God is talking about? He's giving us a transfusion of his word. Now, we had a saint here in the ministry that uh, had an issue what was that sister the sister had she had to go in for uh, um, turn it off right there, right behind you. What was that 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 that, that she had to go in for a transfusion or a cleaning of her blood? Cleaning out of her blood. But let me let me use transfusion. The blood transfusion. When individuals get a blood transfusion, a lot of times what is it's not you know, has to be cleaned or has to be, and from the outside, the outside blood has to be pumped in. In essence, what God is doing with us through his word is he's doing much like that. You and me have a lot of mess in us, mess we have heard, mess we have learned, mess from the world we live in the society we live in this dispensation is it and when we get the pure and unadulterated come on children of God word of God as it begins to flow into us through study it's much like a transfusion God is cleaning out that old mess that we have learned that we have heard that we have believed and he's now placing in us his good, pleasing, and perfect word. So the question is, you know, do you want little transfusion or do you want much transfusion? God basically gives you and I the choice. We don't want to hear much word and God say, you go get your little transfusion then. But when we hear much of God's word, yeah, we receive a greater transfusion. This transformation process that the scriptures is, is talking about, we can trans, we can be transformed little, or we can be transformed much. The choice is yours. God wants to transform us. God says the question is. How do you want to be transformed? God said I want to transform you much. I want to transform you a lot. I want you, but how do you want to be transformed? I pray for you, my brother and my sister, that you will want transformation greatly in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We so we the offer our bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. So we listen. We don't just offer our bodies to God. There's a certain way that God wanted every sacrifice. You go back in the Old Testament and read about various sacrifices, whether it was blood of bulls and goats and lambs. Or there's, there, there, but there was a certain way that God wanted his sacrifices. Think about you out of God. There's a certain way you like for your food to be cooked, there's a certain way you like for your eggs to be, certain way for you that you like for your uh uh your food. Certain way you like for your your tea to be made. There's a certain way you like for your coffee. Some people like uh three sugar, some people like it black. Some people, well there's a certain way God likes for our bodies to be presented to him. The same way that you and I have certain ways that we want things, that we like things. God has certain ways that he wants things, that he likes things. I think I shared with you all yesterday about going to church once out of the week. That's not how God set the church up. You go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 46, when the church was first established, God had his people going to church every day. The Bible says every day in Acts 2 and 46, every day they continued to meet together in the temple court. God said, that's, that's the way I wanted it. Men have come in. Now, God said, Robert, you need to tell my people this while they listen to you. There's a difference between how I want things, come on, children of God, and how men want things. God says, say that again. Somebody didn't hear you clearly. God says there's a difference between how I want things and how men want things. Now, what the Lord is placing in my spirit now, God says, this is why I had to rebuke Peter so strongly. When I was explaining to my disciples that I must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and teachers of the law, that I must be killed, and on the third day raised to life, Peter took me aside and began to rebuke me, saying, Never, Lord, never shall these things happen to you. I turned to Peter and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Now, here's what I want to encourage you, child of God. Your struggle and your war is going to be against the things of men fighting against the things of God in your life. Let me say this again. Every one of us, as children of God, our fight, our war, our struggle is against the things of men
0: trying to fight against. Come on, somebody. The things of God in our life. The things that men want you to do in life versus the things that
2: God wants you to do in life. The places that men want you to go versus the places that God want you to go, the war in your life, child of God, the warfare, the warfare. And we're talking about this warfare. And we're about to close. We're about to wrap up.
0: It's a warfare against the things of men. The things that men want you to think
2: versus the things that, come on, somebody, God.
0: Wants you to think. All right. Present your bodies. As living
2: sacrifices. Holy and pleasing. So God wants our bodies holy. Because that's pleasing to God. Stuff that's holy. is pleasing to God. And the apostle says look. This is your spiritual. Service of worship. You know, some of us think worship for us to preach, go to the church, and you know, preach, go to the go to go to church and teach, go to the church and sing in the choir. And the Lord said, "Ah, uh-huh. presenting your body as holy and pleasing—that's your spiritual service of worship." You know, I think I shared with you all some time ago that one of the things and he's done a masterful job of this. The adversary has done a masterful job. But he has he has worked very hard to convince humanity to convince us of the wrong name of stuff. The adversary is working and has been working hard to convince you and I of the wrong name of stuff, what we have to do is fight that through our study, through our prayer, through our seeking god's face, because now we can start to find out the what proper name of stuff. Remember what Adam was instructed to do was instructed to name everything that was one of his first responsibilities as the uh the head of creation, which is what he was and it was and when man failed that you know different things started happening but he he was the head of creation and he God had him name everything Well, the adversary come right in into humanity and try to give stuff the wrong name. God let Adam know that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not a tree that he needed to, what eat from that was not a tree. He needed to be, what would adversary do come right in and tell him that it's basically what it's all right. It's all right. So the adversary works hard in our lives. To get us called things the opposite of what God called them, or called them something different from what God calls them. My prayer for you, child of God, is that you will allow God to reveal to you the proper name of things. All right, let's get on down to verse two. We give me to close up. The apostle says, "Look." Do not be conformed to this world. Now, now that right there, I could preach a sermon. I could preach a very serious sermon on, on just that right there. We are instructed not to be conformed to the pattern of this world. In other words, most everything that this world got set up, we are called to go about it in a different way, children of God. However the world is doing things, me and you are called on by God to do things what differently It's a way the world have marriage. God called on us to have a different one. It's a way the world raise children God calling on us to to do it differently It's a way the world worships God is calling on us to do it differently. Most everything, child of God, you see the world doing, God is calling on us to do it differently. And this is why study is so important, because if you don't study God's word, you're just going, you're just going to fall in with the world, and be doing stuff wrong, be doing stuff displeasing to God. But as we study and we find out what God has to say, how God wants things done, how God wants it then we can begin to be transformed or changed. God, you wonder what God wants out of you and he wants out of me. He wants us to change. We got to go from where we are to perfection. Well, how are we going to get from that level, which I represented down here, to the level of perfection, which is up here? We got to change. We got to change. Every one of us
0: has to change.
2: Fathers have to change. Mothers, come on somebody. Have to change. Sons have to change. Daughters have to change. Apostles, God said, let me let me start with the first one I first group I done said in the church. Apostles, God say they gotta change. Prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers God said, I want everybody to
0: change. As we get deeper in his word, the changing
2: process begins. The changing process. You and I are in a process, children of God. All right, let's get ready to wrap up. Do not be conformed to the to this world, or be transformed, or be changed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Now, we see something about the mind right here. God is dealing with me on. That the mind, it can be renewed, or the mind can be re-olded. You It said be transformed by the renewing of your mind well, if something can be made new, something can be made old. If something can be uh uh made better, something can be made worse. You think about your bed, you know what what do we do with our beds? most of us when we wake up in the morning, we do what make them up why? because the state that they have gotten in. During the night, we do not find it acceptable, come on, during the day. Well, what we got to understand as children of God is that the state of our minds, after man fell, God does not find it what? Acceptable. So the same way we want to make up our bed because we don't like the way they looked after a night of sleep, our minds have to be made up, so to speak. Because God, after man's fall, God don't like the way. Come on, children of God. They don't like the way they look. So the same way we want to make up our beds, we want to wash our dishes, we want to, to clean up our environment, you know, we've got trash or we may, may have our rooms scattered and stuff out of place. We want to get in the right place. This is, in essence, what God wants to do with us. And do with our minds, and do with our hearts, and our souls, our strength. He wants to get it in place. So be be transformed. God said, "Let me let me bring about a change." You bring about a change in your bed every morning when you wake up, and it's pillows all to all everywhere, and the covers all. You bring about a change in your bed. God said, "Let me bring about a change." Come on, somebody, in you, in your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God says, then, and we about to close, children of God. Then you'll be able to discern. See, the reason why some of us haven't haven't discerned, God said you haven't you haven't conformed yet. You haven't conformed to my pattern. God said you are still conforming to the pattern of this world. You got to conform to God's pattern to be able to discern or to be able to test. In other words, God God know how his how good his stuff is. God said, Robert, I know how good heaven is. God said, I made it, Robert. I know how perfect everything is in heaven. God said, you don't. God said, I'm here. God said, Robert, I'm here right now. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the angels. I'm looking at the living, living creatures. God says, I know how perfect it is. I'm looking at how everything is in place. Everybody is in place. God says, I also know how terrible hell is. God said, Robert, I made that too. This is why I'm sending you and my other spokesmen and spokeswomen to preach against it and to try to lead as many as possible
0: away from it in order to be conformed to
2: God's pattern, not the world's, in order to be transformed into What God wants, not men. In order to discern what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will, not the the world's bad, displeasing, and imperfect will, God says you
0: got to change. You got to let me change you, husbands. God says you got to let me change you,
2: wives. God says, you got to let me change you. Children, pastors,
0: bishops. God says, you got to let me change you. Apostles, prophets, evangelists. Because as God changes us, he will make us better.
2: I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister. Let God make you what? Better. 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 He wants to make us better at whatever our hands have been set to do. He wants to make us better fathers, better mothers, better sons, better daughters, better sisters, better brothers, better neighbors, better friends, better God wants to make you and I better. Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. I pray that you were blessed. Uh, I know God has shared a number of things with me today, and and he has blessed me. I pray that you have been blessed, that heaven is smiling upon you. Uh, If you want to be a blessing to the ministry, uh, you can listen to our announcer as he will give instructions. the Lord willing, we will see you all uh, on tomorrow. And may you have a wonderful day in the Lord. I
1: love Jesus. He's my Storms are raging in my shelter When He leads me I will follow I love Jesus He loves me One more time I love Jesus He's my Savior Storms are raging, he's my shelter. Where he leads me, I will follow. I love
3: Jesus, he loves me. Saints, you can reach us through email at the Christian Center Church at gmail.com. Check out our website at https colon forward forward thadfg.wixsite.com forward Feel free to join us on shoes, Freecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. A spree cast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage.
0: God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen.